0: Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad. We return to Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex office supplies at huge savings. Yeah, Digitex does that. D i g i t e x dot c a on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad. It is one thirty three in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, with you. Oilers now. Royal Pizza. Pizza pasta and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza is offering curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. star for recommendation, Mediterranean Chicken. Speaking of uh, Rod Phillips, and again, uh, his 79th birthday, I know Robin Williams, or Robin Williams, Robin Brownlee, you know, a very funny man himself in his own right. Uh, uh put a shout out this morning on rod's 79th birthday uh and i told a, a story about our end of the year at the start of that uh 2008 9 season i met rod for lunch at a downtown location where local is currently at and uh he he asked me he goes uh so, so stuff you've done the u of a now the last uh, t- uh 10 or 12 years um How many games did they lose last year? And I'm like, well, Rod, the Bears won three of the last four national championships. I think we lost. I said, we. I said, I think the Golden Bears lost four games last year. He goes, Good teams in this league lose thirty games, Bob. <laughs> You'll have to learn how to handle those losses. So uh, he was always uh, he always had some sage advice, and I know he had many uh, uh, travels as well over the years with a guy by the name of John Shannon. John, uh, I mean Rod's, Rod. Rod was in a time in which not every game was on TV, and the the local radio play by play guy. I mean, with all due respect to Jack today, it's a little bit different with every game on television, isn't it? From what maybe many people grew up with.
1: It is, although I will tell you right now, radio broadcasts are much more important uh, in the Pacific time zone and the mountain time zones than they are in the Central and East simply because there's a good chance that a portion of the games will be in, nor- in a normal season uh, when you're driving home. And so when, you, when you've got that Tuesday night game uh, on Long Island and the Oilers are playing the Islanders, and it starts at uh, five thirty, and you're stuck on the white mud. You you can listen to listen to play by play. You can listen to Jack, or in those days, you listen to Ross.
0: That's a great point. Uh, it's interesting because I've had this. Well, so,
1: disc- it, listen, it, listen. I'll tell you right now. It's uh, it's a fact of life. So you know, there, one of the driving forces of ra- radio r- rights, and not to get too much business. And heaven knows that I stick my nose into lots of things. But the the yes, value do. of a radio package. <laughs> In in a in a hockey crazed Western based team is much higher than most other places. Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, those are those are prime prime radio towns when it comes to play by play on radio.
0: Well, uh, and I think you know what the numbers are like for you know we have very competitive numbers for the show. That's what I would say. It's reflection on the passion for the market. You know that. And also, as you partially, uh, you know, it's, it's a great point you make about the fact that, you know, for drive home purposes, uh, that's an important thing. And let's hope we get back to some form of normalcy uh, where that'll occur. I just I'm going to throw a bit of a curveball at you here because I know you can handle them out of every team in the league has to have radio. How many of the U.S. teams would actually make money off of radio?
1: Uh, so, memory serves me, there are twenty-four, yeah, tw- twenty-four, twenty-four uh, American teams. Uh, I would suggest that a third of them would.
0: Yeah. Whereas uh, obviously, whereas obvi- yeah, obviously, Edmonton, Vancouver, and Calgary, those organizations make money off radio, so that's oh yeah. that's. Uh, I mean,
1: I, listen, there are a lot. That, when you look at what's happened. And this is not a knock at them. The New York Islanders have been on the Hofstra University radio station for the last decade. Right. Uh, and had a terrible time finding a home. Uh, the Devils uh, are on uh, online only when it comes to radio now. Uh, and in the old days of Lou Lamorello, I, I, I'd swear that Lou used to have to buy airtime for his team uh, on, uh, on on WFAN. Or, or another station at that point. So I mean, yeah, radio's radio philosophy uh, in the United States is a little different than that
0: in Canada. Yeah, well, I mean, basically, you're, you know, you're getting a third-line winger. That's that's what that's kind of the range of some of those deals. That's what they're worth. Uh, we're joined by John Shannon. Uh, even the, you know, John, even the TV numbers. I mean, would there be TV broadcasts in the league that would have less, fewer than fifty thousand viewers per regional broadcast?
1: In the United okay. States, absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, let's face—you uh, know—without divulging a lot of numbers, I mean, the Calgary Flames, the Edmonton Oilers, the Vancouver Canucks, their ratings are better. They—they are in more homes on a regular basis on a regional level than the New York
0: Rangers, the Boston Bruins, and the Philadelphia Flyers. See, and that is amazing to me. Like when you think, because I thought, you know, when we were looking at a when we're looking at twenty twenty one, I'm thinking, well, how many teams in the league? Could actually afford not to have fans in their building, and well, you know
1: the answer is none. The answer is none.
0: None. There you go. None. none. And the Oilers' regional uh, viewership numbers this past year went up again. Would not surprise me if they're three, four, th- third or fourth in the league behind Montreal or Toronto. Is that fair?
1: I don't know. That, that's a good question. Um, you, you, you know, let's. You know, for the longest time, sixty-five percent of all revenues uh for the national hockey league came out of canada and that included that included regional television i mean montreal montreal bob gets a and i I hope nicholson's not listening because he'll want to make the phone call to someone um montreal gets a million dollars a game on a regional basis for television a million dollars a game um, that's a phenomenal number, and they have twenty one thousand uh, people in their building. well, yeah, but but when you consider they own, they control what would it be sixty two regular season games on their regional package that's sixty two million dollars.
0: yeah, what is, is, that's Toronto, more, is that's
1: more money than that's more money than a lot of franchises make all in, let alone just on television.
0: What about Toronto? are they in the same range?
1: You know what, the interesting thing about that is is because it's, it's, it's a partnership between Rogers and Bell, Yeah, they had to go to a third party to make sure that they were getting market value for the regional, regional package. And so the league had to almost kind of officiate to make sure that, that there was hockey-related revenue. I would suspect it's in that same realm, though, as, as Montreal.
0: Yeah, so a million bucks a game, and in, and in, in, in Quebec, people they watch it on RDS. Do they not?
1: Uh, there, yeah, the, the the regional
0: package is on uh, on Radio Yeah, Me. and it's and it's yeah, it's it's big time. I mean, you know what? It's like a religion there. That's it's just like it is here in in, in northern Alberta. Uh, very, uh, uh, very interesting times, uh, which reinforces again, right? Montreal controls the market with eight million people. And it was a little bit different. Did you? How, by the way, how many of the games did you do? I know you did a lot of uh, Calgary, Edmonton, the Battle of Alberta. Did you ever do the Battle of Quebec? No. No. Because you never, The battle. The, most of the
1: time, when there was Quebec versus Montreal, the Oilers were playing Calgary versus Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So I mean, uh, I'd rather. You know, it was easier for me to drive from my house up on Coach Hill in Calgary down to the. Yeah. Or the Saddle Dome, or, or or get on the old Pacific Western Airlines shuttle. Right? Remember PWA? Get on the PWA shuttle to uh, to the uh, to the uh, municipal airport.
0: I thought it was like you and Larry Brown in the back of a limo from uh, Calgary to Edmonton, going back and forth.
1: That's, that's oh, there the... was a, that was playoffs. We would do
0: that in playoffs. Oh, you would do that in playoffs, just because oh. it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John
1: Shannon, Janet... because you'd, you'd want you Sometimes you'd want to go after the game. And yeah. then you're then you're then you're in the other city. By the time uh, you get up for breakfast,
0: John, this has worked for the NHL. There's been zero positive tests uh, for COVID. There's been thousands of tests done since we've gotten into the bubbles. Uh, the NFL starts tomorrow night. College football. I know you know I'm a huge uh, SEC fan. Uh, they started. They they've got a 10 game schedule that starts at the end of September um i i gotta tell you personally i'm not one of these guys i i've been turned off for baseball since the mid-1990s um i've watched a little bit of the basketball uh, how much do you think the canadian viewership has been spliced as a result of the blue jays and the raptors as opposed to the nhl
1: um, well, I tell you what. I mean, there there is still a following for the Blue Jays, and um, it, it, the, the reality of the, that this may be the last night of Raptor basketball might change a few things too for basketball fans. Yeah. Uh, what I can tell you is, is that uh, if the Raptors are in it, then there's then there's a following, uh, and they're a good following, a following that would be comparable to uh, uh, the hockey world, if not better. Uh, if it involved a uh, Canadian team, so so I think there's lots of uh, network executives in in Toronto and both networks cheering for uh, the Raptors to, to force the game seven and and hopefully win the game seven. Uh, the Jays, listen. The Jays are one of those things that you're, is, are, they're just a steady numbers grabber. They you know, they don't go up very much. They don't go down very much. They played some better baseball. I had a difficult. I must tell you, I've, I've enjoyed the basketball because I'm a basketball fan. I had a difficult time getting into the baseball, and Me I, too. I, I don't Me know too. why. Me too. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, and maybe it's because I, you know, the the whole concept that they've done, I don't think has been very respectful of the pandemic. Um, the other thing is, and, and this is a very Toronto-centric thing, is that I'd love to be able to at 4.30 decide, gosh, you know what? I'm going to go down to the ballpark. So I, I'd go down and get on a commuter train and, and uh, walk from Union Station over to uh, over to the Sky Dome and, 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 and buy, be able to buy a ticket. And it was fun to be able to do that. And baseball is such a social thing. Uh, I bet it, 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 to me, three and to dedicate three and a half hours on television, purely on baseball, is a little difficult for me.
0: For me, it's never been the same after the shutdown in 94. You know, just at Montreal was in first place. Bo Jackson, as you know, Bo Jackson's my favorite athlete of all time. I was, you know, he was actually having a pretty decent year that year with the Angels. He never played another. I mean, the guy played with an artificial amp you know sure. like like that's wow. I, mean, I mean what was what was the line uh, what was the line that Charles Barkley had when bo cuz uh, barkley went to auburn a year before bo went to auburn and the line was uh Stanley legit stand out of the gym I don't need to be the second best basketball player here <laughs> because because he was the best athlete in everything yeah. so no I just like I never you know what I was I I haven't been in a consistent fantasy baseball pool I used to be in one from 88 to 94 and it's just like ever since then it was like ah. and I get into it a bit when the blue Jays are like the blue Jays 2015 they were exciting to watch we were down in Texas when they were playing the Rangers the letters were I know a whole bunch of the guys went or maybe oh, yeah, that was went to the Sure. Yeah, they the playoffs. Yeah, but it just—you know—it's lost a little. I don't know. It's and maybe it's because I've become a way bigger, you know, NFL and, and NCAA fan. I mean, the NFL but is the, just
1: the, the fascination was is that it, like the Blue Jays have demolished the Yankees this week, uh, and if, if that if that uh, series had uh, had taken place here in Toronto, it would be we would be talking about that forever in this city right but it's not here and there's nobody at the games and uh, you know reporting is a little different and uh, it, it and it's happening to buffalo and I'm, I'm thrilled for the people in buffalo because that's a nice little ballpark there but there's just not the same feeling about the baseball this year i i don't i don't find now i'm also very distracted with both the hockey and the basketball and i'm not sure i can walk, talk, and chew gum at the same time anymore when it comes to watching all the sports.
0: Though you have about four different monitors set up in your TV room, do you not?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. But, hey, I mean, one of them for the last two weeks, Bob, and you know, it has been dedicated to American politics. Between the two conventions, I had to have that on one of them because, I, you know, whether it's in disbelief or... <laughs> in total shock what would happen on one of those monitors so i had at a certain point i was actually paying more attention to the 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 dnc and the rnc events rather than i was worried about what was happening in edmonton in the bubble or in orlando in the bubble
0: you know it's funny because i can remember when uh uh cliff fletcher was he was he not an interim manager for the leafs at one point when they were transit yeah and somebody had somebody had made a weekend at Bernie's, one of the ink-stained ink wretches, at, and and Cliff Fletcher is one of the nicest men you'd ever meet. Uh, but I've heard the same similar comments about Joe Biden as well. That he looks a bit like the guy from a weekend at Bernie's, and I was just like, wow. Uh, I'm, what, I'm not picking sides. I'm not picking sides. Neither, mi- neither am I. Neither like. Can you pick a side? Like I don't know. Like it's. <laughs> <laughs> I also know I'm talking to Albertans, so. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah hey. Whatever. Uh, hey. Uh, all right. So just. Uh, just to, to put a tail on this Saint John. So and I did go to Tampa Bay uh, the other night, uh, to, and, and they look damn good. There's no question about it. Uh, I expect a much better performance from the Islanders tonight, and I'm going to try to slide down there again. Uh, are we is are we way like? Do you have any? We don't know what's going to happen at all here, carrying forward for the National Hockey League, or do we? Are they? Do you think they're working on plans already for December or January? What do you think's envisioning? I mean, I know you've got your sources in the league, so what's happening on that front?
1: Well, I don't mind plugging our our, our, our podcast. Either. I had we had Colin Campbell on the podcast this morning at the, the Bob McCown podcast uh and and we asked him that very question and and he, he i think he was very honest in saying listen we've explored lots of options but we just don't know where we're going to be we don't know what's going to happen how it's going to happen we, you know i mean and and how things have changed over the over the, the last eight or nine months as well has become a, a a huge issue for them remember as he reminded us remember the original bubbles We're supposed to be either in Lake Placid or in uh, North Dakota or in New Hampshire or at Notre Dame. They weren't going to be, they weren't even going to be in NHL cities. Um, So, you know, they've got this, the, the December date pegged, but, you know, we don't know about travel. We don't know about safety. We don't know about bubbles. We don't know about players' appetites yet. Uh, to uh, to proceed, so there's just there's just too many variables at this point to predict.
0: Well, we'll try to enjoy the next uh, couple of uh, rounds uh, of the playoffs, and then get into obviously the draft and uh, potential trades and those sort of things as teams rebuild their organization. John, as always, thank you for your time. All right, Bob, have a good day. From his bubble in T.O., that is John Shannon. It's 149 at Edmonton. We'll get to this day in Oilers history. Oh, it's fly, let me tell you. This is Oilers Now. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Soffer on 630 Chet. Uh, Thank you, Darnell. It's 151 in Edmonton. Uh, Lanny has texted us to say, Bob, I'm quickly becoming an ex-baseball fan because technology is showing us how incompetent umpires are at calling the strike zone. All right. Well, Lanny brought something up there with the umpires. Here's the thing. I'm not a big guy in having fans and parents yell at officials. But conversely, the attitude specifically of major league umpires the adversarial approach to the players uh, and not all umpires are like this but a lot are they are really I mean we had an umpire toss a general manager out for not wearing a mask up in a box at a game where nobody was within two you know two or three hundred feet of them like really? and there has been you know if if there was a oh the guy uh he was connected to a family in the mob uh luciano ron luciano wrote wrote a book about umpiring a number of years ago and just how they they wanted to to have these really macho assertive type a umpires that would combat players uh, to me, it's got to be about respect. It's it's the same, you know what, I'd give the same advice to any kid that had a chance to be a decent player, build a relationship with the officials on the ice. Don't, you know, because when you do that, in time you'll get more calls. And don't be a hothead. But conversely, my problem with Major League Baseball is they got umpires that are hotheads, and they think they're bigger than the players, and they're not you can text it. The players are still the show in virtually every sport. This text comes in saying, I'm done watching all sports because of the protesting. Uh, Well, some people would say that uh, uh, that's why they don't watch politics because of the protesting. Others would say that's why they watch the politics because of uh, (laughs) the incredibly adversarial nature of it right now. Uh, Blue Jays and 30 is the best way to watch the Jays. A texter fires in there. Uh, That's, That kind of makes sense. DC says, Bob, you're talking about Rod Phillips. Happy birthday to Rod. Uh, The time I knew that he was Oilers uh, to the bone, they were in Dallas uh, and – that was the year that Lindros scored the winner. I can't remember what happened, but Rod was really uh, blanked off. <laughs> Rod is an Oilers legend. Well, there's no question. Rod was a legend. He's a, he's a funny guy. And I saw a little bit of that fire sometimes after the games in the second year that we did the games because the team, uh, you know, I mean, the Oilers ended up with the number one pick in the 2010 draft. They the drafted the a guy you may have heard of, Taylor, uh, Taylor Hall. This text comes in saying, Bob, I've actually gone the other way. I've become more interested in basketball and baseball rather than hockey the last couple of seasons. I think that it's because the winning formula of hockey is to bore the other team to death. Uh, Brad has Texas the show to say, all right, Bob, if the owners were to go after Oliver Ekman Larson and Darcy Camper together, what would they have to give up? Well, the biggest thing, Brad, is prospects and picks, and there need to be some money going the other way as well. Like at least one $4 million defenseman, probably Koskinen if you're talking Kemper. But there'd have to be some combination of prospects and picks. Uh, Another texter says, Bob, the umpires are obsolete. They just haven't been informed of that fact yet. Uh, You mean like the NHL refs who think they're part of the game cough? Wes McCauley cough. Well, Wes McCauley's loud, but he's not adversarial with the players when you watch him on the ice. You know, the best officials build relationships with the players. They don't think they're above players. And the players that get the most out of the officials are the ones that treat them with dignity and respect. In fact, that's how you get the most out of people, period, is you engage everybody in a positive relationship from the beginning. It's not a power game unless you're into that sort of thing. And we're talking about something different. Oh, I was talking about Eric Lindros, and we're going to go to the day history back at the 630 Chet Studios. Brendan Escott.
1: In 2002, the Oilers signed 24 year old forward Mike York to a three year contract. He formed a formidable well, f- formidable penalty kill duo uh, with Todd Marchand and scored 51 points that season. York played one more year in Edmonton and then was traded to the Islanders for Mike Pekka after the 04 05 lockout.
0: All right. Uh, so, Brendan, this is going to test you a bit here. We'll see whether or not you're listening. Uh, Mike York started the 2001-2002 season in New York with the Rangers. He played on which line with Fleury and Lindros? What was the name of the line? The fly line. The fly line. Good job. Well done. Uh, Eric Lindros went on to be a Hall of Famer. If you've listened to the show, you know he's. Uh, I think he's a lot better than many of you think he was. For me, he was the most dominant player in the NHL uh, throughout several years of the 1990s. Theron Fleury, you could make an argument belongs in the, in the uh, Hall of Fame all day. Mike York was a good NHLer. So, uh, there uh, you have it. Um, Mike York signing a three-year deal. Now, I don't think he finished that contract, actually, in... uh, uh, Yeah, I don't think he finished the the deal here. For some reason, I, I know he played later, York did, with the Islanders. Kind of like Mike York. Mike York ended up playing with the Islanders after the Oilers. Thank you, uh, Mike Comrie, rather, uh, and Mike Comrie. I think you know what I think. It's Mike Comrie's birthday tomorrow, actually, if I'm not mistaken, because I do an advance on uh, on players' birthdays for a little bit of Twitter purposes, uh, tying into Oilers players. All right, tonight we'll have Game Two, Vegas. No, tonight is Game Two of the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders, because I'm, I, I might even go down to that game. Uh, they they have limited media seating available for those games. Tomorrow is. Truculent uh, Thursdays on Oilers now. Yes, we have uh, former Oilers enforcers, uh, Sportsnet analyst Louis DeBrusque, Edmonton sporting icon George LaRocque, and in between the two of them, for our Friends of Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar, Brian Burke. Thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful Wednesday up next to Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 630 Chad afternoons with Jalen and I. So long everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.